Blog Talk Radio. Tuesday, October the 13th, 2015. And as always, I'm your host, John Hansen. And while I know this isn't our usual Monday time slot, I'd like to just digress for a moment and wish all of our Canadian listeners a happy Thanksgiving, belated as it may be. Uh, it is indeed Tuesday, and we're bringing you another great segment by Buyers Meeting Point's Kelly Barner. And in this week's guest audio, BCG Consulting's Robert Tevelson offers up three ways procurement can drive value for business. So without further delay, here is Kelly Barner. Thank you, John. This week our guest audio is from BCG's Consulting's Robert Tevelson on three ways procurement can drive value for the business. Tevelson has headed up BCG's procurement practice for the last 10 years, and prior to that he was a vice president at A.T. Kearney. In this two-minute excerpt, we'll hear two lists of three. The first list of three is the trends or forces in the larger business climate that are driving the need for change in procurement. The second list of three is what procurement can do in response to these forces to make the most of the opportunities presented to us. Let's listen. I see three main trends in business affecting how companies address procurement. First, there's the globalization of supply chains, something that's been underway for a while. Second, commodity markets, input costs, for raw materials have been going up, they've been going down. The one thing that's consistent is they move up and down a lot and that's been happening ever so more recently, shocking companies in terms of their purchases. And third, companies are facing ever increasing pressure to save money and procurement is a major lever. Given this environment, there are three main things that procurement organizations can do to really drive value for their companies. The first is they can help drive innovation by working very closely with the internal product development functions as well as suppliers to bring to market new products that may enjoy premiums in terms of margins given their innovative uh, sophistication and, and options. Another thing that procurement organizations can do is address the cost reduction lever by applying those new techniques and also understanding the risks in the supply chain and having in place plans to mitigate those risks that can be foreseen and also have reactive plans in place for those risks that arise that can't be foreseen. Third, procurement can be the glue that holds the organization together and drives incremental value. It can work with the new product development team, understanding what possibilities exist to drive more value through innovative products. In this role, they would be leveraging their own ideas plus the ideas of suppliers. Future procurement organizations will look quite different than they have traditionally, and that's because of the business trends that require a new approach to procurement, and that new approach requiring an interesting combination of soft skills, the ability to communicate across boundaries, both internally and externally and across multiple functions, and a new level of analytical skills to be able to apply new procurement levers or advanced procurement levers like detailed should cost modeling to really understand what's going on in the supply chain from a cost perspective and being able to make recommendations to drive more value. When you consider 
Chavelson's two lists. The first being the external trends serving as catalysts for change, globalization, commodity markets, and pressure on savings. And the second being procurement's responses to those catalysts, innovation, risk management, and collaboration. We don't hear anything particularly new. What is compelling, however, is the idea that procurement skills, capabilities, and priorities should all be driven by forces outside of the organization. When we discuss the repositioning or rebranding of procurement, we usually talk about needing to bring our objectives into alignment with those of the enterprise. That way we are on point with our efforts and are able to prove our relevance and strategic net worth to the C-suite. It also allows us to look beyond cost-cutting and find additional ways to add value in the context of what the rest of the organization is working towards. It is certainly better than trying to work in isolation, but it is limiting all the same. As we've discussed in other contexts, focusing on getting a seat at the executive table limits procurement's potential and misses the real point, which is how much influence we have. Because influence is based on results and accomplishments, it transcends internal politics and is more likely to survive executive-level changes or shakeups. When we think about procurement as an externally driven function, the potential arises for us to think bigger than the C-suite and to bring a higher-level perspective to everything the organization takes on, including, but not limited to, procurement activity. In this capacity, which naturally drives with our existing role as the go-between with suppliers, we become facilitators between the company and the outside world. All of the risks and opportunities that come from the outside world would be managed by and through procurement. The other natural connection here has already been seen in practice. During the economic downturn that started in 2008, procurement teams naturally increased in importance because of our ability to help the organization continue to operate through those lean and externally driven times. From an information standpoint, Externally driven procurement would become the creator and steward of supply market intelligence. No longer just doing this work for our own purposes, procurement would research and track materials as well as shifting client demand and new design or delivery opportunities. The same expertise that we use to create market intelligence for procurement can be applied to operations, legal, marketing, and more further proving our capabilities and helping us build strong internal relationships not saddled by the suspicion that so often accompanies savings-focused work. Externally driven procurement would also play well in relationship management. Sure, we already manage relationships with our suppliers, but there is no reason why procurement shouldn't also be actively involved in the case of important customers. Every company is someone's supplier and a stronger, more strategic procurement function translates to a better managed second tier for the company's important customers. We also get the opportunity to take the relationships that we already are involved in and make them into more than just augmented supply relationships. If procurement's role is to translate all external forces into actionable internal preparedness plans or strategies, we can bring that into every relationship that the organization engages in for our benefit and for theirs. How much of procurement's role is currently dictated by external forces versus how much could be? And is that variance by procurement's choosing or not? If you have any thoughts or ideas in relation to today's podcast, you can reach me directly on Twitter at Buyers Meetpoint or on LinkedIn 
or by visiting buyersmeetingpoint.com. Please also listen to some of my other Procurement Perspectives podcasts available here on Blog Talk Radio and on SoundCloud.